Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. This is SiriusXM Progress. I'm John Fugelsang. The big show today. I'm so excited. I did stand up in L.A. on Sunday, and I'll be doing it in D.C. today. I hope to see you guys there as well. The last time we played Washington, D.C., on Stephanie Miller's Sexy Liberal Comedy Tour, we were playing with Margaret Cho, and uh, it was just a, a great, great show. This time, no exception. Hal Sparks will be playing Stephanie Miller, myself. Our special guest will include the great and brilliant Glenn Kirshner. It's going to be a big party. I hope you guys can come. You can go to sexyliberal.com for tickets. This is the uh, Saving Democracy Comedy Tour. We're only doing three dates. This is the only one on the East Coast, and it's going to be a big party because midterm season is on and hey why not be excited about it instead of just dark and miserable all the time so let's get to it happy star trek day everybody today marks the 56th anniversary of the show's first television airing and we've had a lot of great star trek cast members on this show george takei's done it a bunch of times shatner's done it a bunch of times zach quinto who played spock in the movies Chris, I hope you had a good Star Trek day. I hope you, you know, didn't feel the pressure to go out and party and drink, but just stayed home and exchanged gifts quietly with family. I did. I actually saw that they they made a new casting announcement for the next season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. What is it? The great comedic actress Carol Kane is going to join the show. Oh, that's great. Another friend of the show. As an engineer. Oh, brilliant. that's, that's, That's one reason to have hope. We are at 866-997-4748. My God, we've been talking to all these smart people tonight, getting so much news. We're going to have an hour of open phones right now with your calls. I do want to say we're talking a lot about the Queen's death, but also an American we all grew up with has died. And that is the first chief news anchor for CNN back when the network launched in 1980. And that is Bernard Shaw, who has left us at the age of 82. His family announced today that he died of pneumonia. They said it's not related to any coronavirus infection. Uh, they asked donations to be made to the Bernard Shaw Scholarship Fund at the University of Chicago. He spent more than 20 years with CNN, and he was just the, uh, for me, one of the coolest under pressure TV anchors I've ever seen, even when he was live in Baghdad during Desert Storm. 20 years ago, just uh, someone who was everything you want to be in a news anchor, just someone who was confident, who was calm, who didn't editorialize. I always thought, you know, headline news could have a lot more guys like Bernie Shaw and just be a very, very cheap (laughs) channel that just makes a profit by having good square news reporting. Bernie Shaw was someone like the queen that I just grew up having a part of my life. And I watched him so many times. Uh, There's not a lot of news anchors that really stay with you. And he was really good at the job. 
as a broadcaster. So much respect and love to the great Bernard Shaw. We are at 866-997-4748. And by the way, Chuck Schumer has said the Senate would vote on legislation to protect same-sex marriage in the next couple of weeks. It is such brilliant politics ever since Clarence Thomas had to get stupid in his little victory dance for killing Roe v. Wade and say we're going after gay marriage next. Well, now it's forcing Republicans to take sides on this. And that's why it's brilliant. Every Republican will have to take a stance on same-sex marriage before the midterm election. Schumer said a vote on marriage equality will happen on the Senate floor in the coming weeks. Man, I like seeing Democrats just be good at politics. Let's go to the phones, shall we? Uh, hello to Mitch in Kent State. You've been on hold forever. Welcome, Mitch. Hey, John. Here, here, Bernard Shaw. I never mind, forget day one when CNN first came on in It was just so radical, unbelievable, you know, 24-7 news. And, uh, yeah, you're right. He's right down the middle. Just right. Down I mean, I don't remember, like, I don't remember CNN premiering. I just remember Bernie Shaw just being that really straight shooting, calm, just just delivering, just being a newsreader and being really, really good at it and having, you know, the gravitas and never trying to be cute or anything like that. I just thought he was, you know, a really good, strong, boring old guy doing the news. Yeah, just just told like it was, but yeah, perfect. Uh, John, uh, some good news, have you heard or not, but uh, October 28th, a premiere of the box set for Revolver, a new box set. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. I got to tell you, I'm agreeing with you. The Beatles, I thought they didn't have anything left to put out after those anthologies. And then they put out the Sgt. Pepper album, and it was incredible. I mean, so many takes and and approaches of those songs we'd never heard. I collected Beatle bootlegs when I was young, and I never heard so much of this stuff. And then the the White Album set was great. The Abbey Road set was great. And yeah, Revolver is my favorite Beatles album. I'm really, really thrilled to see what comes out. Oh my God! I just looked into the list there, and uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that, that five that, the five disc set. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, there's new, uh, uh, never heard before uh, uh, outtakes of uh, Paperback Writer and Rain, I guess. And so that's uh, great. Anyway, it's pretty exciting. Good stuff, uh, John. I've, I got two uh, Queen related, uh, Beatle related uh, songs. I don't know if, uh, God Save Us by the Elastic Oz Band. Uh, you remember that one? John and Yoko had that little project going on. Uh, right. Bill Elliott, who was with Splinter, went, to, went with Splinter after uh, uh, went mid-70s uh, with George Harrison's little band. But, uh, right, I on. forgot about it. So, so there was the, the Plastic Ono Band, which, which right. we all know. That's John Lennon's best solo album. And then I know there was that song, God Save Oz and, right. and uh, Do the Oz, but I, I never really Do knew what Oz, that was right. about. That was, yeah, that was a little before uh, my time. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, one one small reference there, and and kind of a side way, uh, give Ireland back to the Irish. I mean, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Paul McCartney literally writes a song called "Give Ireland Back to the Irish" that gets banned by the BBC, and then the Queen gives him a knighthood anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, if, if there was one thing, the uh, Paul and John, uh, one thing was Ireland. That's for sure. I mean, that's one the one uh, thing that, uh, that that united them. Uh, that's true. Uh, hey, by the way, yeah, I got to ask you a question. You're my you're my my favorite uh, rock and roll you know savant here. The Ringo song, Elizabeth Reigns. We played it earlier. Is that yeah. the song where Ringo plays every instrument, where he plays guitars and piano and drums and everything? 
Uh, boy, I don't have it in front of me. I think it's on Liverpool 8. Oh, okay. I was trying to out-geek you. I didn't even know. I think it is. That's the, that's, that is the track where Ringo... I, I think it's Elizabeth Reigns, where Ringo plays all the instruments, which McCartney does all the time, but right. you don't really think about Ringo being a guitarist or, or playing piano, but he, he plays them all on that one. You, you may be right, but I think it's the, uh, I think it's the track, the album uh, hmm. on that album. But uh, yeah, it, uh, it, that's a good album, too. John, this is kind of weird. I'm not just going to... I'm out do my little walk this morning with my headsets on, and uh, I got... <laughs> of all albums, I got the uh, the Abbey Road box set on, right? And I'm listening to <laughs> the long one, you know, the the uh, unedited uh, uh, medley at the end, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Got that, it's got that Her Majesty in the middle of the set where we originally had it, you know, instead of okay. at the end. And, uh, and it's about the same time as the news broke. I said, eh, it's kind of weird there. <laughs> Her Majesty comes on. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, just a little uh, ditty there. John, well, uh, um, she was 96, Mitch. No one could have seen this coming. Go ahead. Right. Well, the other thing is my, my mom was born a week, but the same week, same year as she was born, and I was born in 52, the year that she became queen. So if that means... Oh, that, wow. Nice. <laughs> uh, John, J.D. Vance, what a character. Uh, yes. He's, uh, well, Trump's coming to uh, give him support here, I guess. We'll have a little dude out here. Oh, how nice. Uh, the guy is just so freaking backwards. And, and you know, yes. he, he's talking about, uh, you know, he, he wants to outlaw gay marriage and, uh, you know, and then, of course, his abortion stands and everything else. And, and you know, the other thing is uh, no uh, no divorces. He wants to rule out divorce. I said, my God, what is this guy coming to? I said, Wait a second. He doesn't want to ban divorce, right? He doesn't want to ban divorce. He well, just he, doesn't. He wants, he wants, uh, he wants so, you know, the, the marriages to you know whether it's uh, when, what's what they're going through as far as you know, their marriage, they should stay married. There's no reason for them to divorce. I mean, that's more or less what his uh, stance is on. Right, but he's not coming out and saying he wants to ban divorce. He, well, he, he, it, uh, Vance appears to believe unhappy, violent marriages are are preferable to divorce. Oh yeah, I listen. He's a, he's he, listen. He's an incredible. I mean, Mitch, he's he's coming out against divorce, and he's a puppet for Donald Trump. It's just, I mean, the hypocrisy <laughs> chokes me. It's just crazy. Yeah, see, see the irony. <laughs> oh, and by the way, this is the same guy who's like so loyal to Trump, but he once called Donald Trump America's Hitler. We've seen the emails. Right. He called Trump America's Hitler, and somewhere in hell, Mitch, Hitler is furious that J.D. Vance <laughs> called Donald Trump America's Hitler. But you know, he'll tell him when he sees him. Exactly. Uh, John, the other thing I was going to ask you real quick, how does Ron Johnson can't do uh, contribution tweets, phone calls on my phone? How is that possible? Somebody from Wisconsin, are they allowed to jump state lines like that? I, I never, I, all of a sudden I get a Ron Johnson uh, thing on my phone from, from Wisconsin. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, but it's a great, it's a great, great time for the people of, uh, of Wisconsin to get rid of that embarrassing growth. I mean, this is the time. He is. I didn't know there was a lot. Of, first of all, I know how to jump state lines. First of all, and besides that, you know, stay stay in your own lane, buddy. You know, I, I can't believe it. Uh, you know, you can solicit for campaign donations in other states, though. Everyone does it. Yeah, well, sure. I just, you know, I just caught my yeah. eye this morning. Take it up with Raphael Warnock. Uh, can't stay out of my inbox. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. But uh, you know, I just Kamala's I texting me so many times. I'm like, text you later, babe, and she doesn't write back. But. I just want to clear a few things up before we let Mitch go. Yeah. Um, from what I can tell, uh, Rango did not play every instrument on Elizabeth oh. Reigns. Oh, okay. Um, but he did play He did play most of them, right? Paul Santo played bass, 
and Van Dyke Parks played accordion on that song. No way! Yeah. Oh, man. You've outgeeked both Mitch and me. But Ringo plays guitar and piano and everything else, which, you yeah. know, go Ringo. All right. All right. I just, it's, pretty, it's pretty good lyrics for a Ringo song. Mitch, I got to run, but I thank you. It's good to hear from you. And happy Chuck Berry Duck Walk, 1957, the first Duck Walk by Chuck Berry. <laughs> ah, it was on this date. Yeah, the greatest. Thank you so, so much. Let me go to Sheila calling from Texas. Sheila, welcome. Hey, John. Hi. Hope you're doing good. I missed you while you were gone, but I love Joe. Isn't Joe great? Oh, my God, okay. that guy's so good. That guy's so, he's, he's good. as good at this as I'm awful at this. He really is. Yeah, he really is. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. I got her. Chris so, was like, why anyway, can't you be more like that guy? Do it like that guy, Chris keeps saying to me. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's painful, but I see where he's coming from. <laughs> anyway, while you were gone, I got my Omicron booster. Woohoo. Nice, nice. And I don't have any problem with the queen. She was always cool. I thought she was pretty cool, but okay. I don't do all that royal shit and shit. Mm. But, um. <laughs> well put. But the, uh, the Trump shit, I do do that. Tell me. And I t- will tell you, last night you talked about, uh, you were talking about um, religion and weirdos and shit. But okay. um, I have a, like, down the street from me, there's a fake gay preacher, and he has a boyfriend, and everybody knows it, but he doesn't know everybody knows it. And I'm in fucking rural uh, I don't even know if he can get any more rural than I am. Okay. Um, he doesn't know everybody knows it, but he took over the freaking old baby Baptist church, which we have like one every five miles here. Right. Um, and it just cracks me up. I just, it just fucking cracks me up because he Why? don't know everybody knows, but we all know. Oh, I see. Yeah, I once had this conversation with my mom. My, mo- my mom once said uh, that, uh, you know, the priest in her church was going to retire. And I said, the, the gay priest, mom? And she said to me, <laughs> not, not the really gay one. My mother was 79 and said, not the really gay one. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's how it's been for many years. I mean, in the Catholic Church, uh, you know, if your daughter was interfered with, they put her in a convent. And if your child was right. uh, not going to marry a woman, they put him in the priesthood. And there's always exactly. been lots of gay priests, but some of them are wonderful human beings. Now, is the person you're talking right, about exactly. a homophobic They're gay not. Priest? He's not. I've he's known not. him for like 15, 20 years, maybe. Oh, so and he's a nice He's, he's not a, nice a wonderful guy. person. Oh, he's not a wonderful But is he, he, is, he, is, he, is he anti-gay? Yes, he's very anti-gay. And very. he's gay. He's a Trumper. And he's gay. And he's anti-gay, but he's gay, and he preaches at the Baptist church down the street. You are allowed You are yeah. allowed to call him. I am giving you permission to call this guy out viciously. You can out him. You can call him a hypocrite. Uh, you can call him a self-loathing gay man. Uh, there is no way, I'm going to say this very carefully, there is no way that you can be a pastor or a priest or a head of a church community and support Donald Trump. It does not work. You have to use the teachings of Jesus as toy. Uh, Toilet paper. To be able to do that, it is not possible to follow Christ and Trump at the same time. You have my permission to call this guy out. I'm against outing gay people. I think if you want to keep your sexuality private, that's your choice. But my one rule is when you're a closeted gay man who's trying to shit on other gay people and make life harder for other gay people, then all bets are off. We get to call you out for it.
Exactly. And you know what? I got to throw them off my property one time because in Texas we have a, a thing called, uh, I forget what it's called. But anyway, if you don't like somebody, you can throw them off your property. And you can oh, even yeah. follow the little thingy against them. That's te- Yeah, that's Texas. Yeah, it is Texas. So yeah. anyway, I live in the yeah. middle of the woods and nobody looks at me ever, ever, ever. So I'm good. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I can promise you if Chris and I were there, we would look at you and we'd be quite okay. creepy about it, too. Like we are. <laughs> well, love you, too. So that'd be OK Thanks, with Ellen. me. All right. Okay. Thank you. For keep, thanks Good for night. keeping Texas beautiful. Good night right, to so you. Long. Good luck with the chainsaw massacre. <laughs> These are nice people. What's the matter with you? 866-997-4748. Dylan in New Mexico. How are you? Good. How are you doing, man? Very good. Thank you. What's up? Hey, did Chris ever get to go see Staley Dan? Chris? Uh, no. What happened? Oh, man. They, you were so excited. The concert got canceled. And they never That's rescheduled right. it? The concert was already rescheduled. It was supposed to happen in fall 2021. It got canceled because of the COVID surge down here. And then they rescheduled it for this past summer. And it got canceled again for COVID protocols. Well, they wouldn't go into it, but I think that... It was canceled with a handful of dates in Florida as well, and I think that the venues weren't kind of up to the standards that the band was requiring, and so they just were just pulling out of these dates. Wow, wow! Because they, they were doing they were doing shows around it. They were doing shows other places. They did a show two days later than this scheduled one up in you know New York City. So they obviously no one was sick. They just uh, they just said screw you. Oh God, I'm uh, sorry about that. Well, you know, they've got a name oh. for the winners in the world, John. Um, <laughs> but I want a I name, name for the... For you. <laughs> yeah, Listen, my ex, my ex dragged me off to see a Silly Dan show a couple of years ago, and I'd never been. And I was like, wow, this is totally delightful, and I know so many of these songs. So I'm really sorry. I thought it was a, it's, a great, it's a good show. I hope they reschedule. Yeah, they won't. They won't. All right. Well, now we're all depressed. How are you, Dylan? Well, hopefully it'll be... I'm good. Hopefully it'll be better than Trump and give you your money back, but... I guess um, so you were saying earlier though that the queen was the longest reigning leader or just the long, longest uh, reigning monarch leader i think she was the longest reigning white monarch oh okay. english monarch yeah english monarch yes yeah, yeah. i was gonna say because technically the dalai lama is still he's been leading people since 1940 so he would be yeah he's he's a more of a spiritual leader than a you know figurehead head of state but yeah 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 i guess reigning is an incorrect word yeah yeah but i mean he doesn't command an army any more than the queen does you know it's just to me like in terms of reigning monarch whether the monarchy has any power or not i mean 70 years not too bad but um but yeah there have been there have been other leaders that led for longer than that ah gotcha Yeah. yeah i you know i'm on the same uh, sort of same mindset as you uh, about it. Like in the middle, you know, the queen obviously didn't do anything horrible like her ancestors did. You know, uh, yeah. England literally destroyed a majority of the world. You know, Africa, yeah. Asia, destroyed Native American. Yeah. But mainly, mainly, they destroyed Scotland, my homeland. Yeah. And they are largely, largely responsible for the slave trade. Yes. Um, they took... All the Americans' good music ideas. I mean, ask Clarence Walker, the Fifth Beatle. I know. Um, and and I, I, know. Was, I was hoping, I was happy, hoping that Meghan Markle would find a way to destroy the royal family and like release all their dirty secrets. 
but that was only a one month news issue in 2021 it didn't get as far as i would like you know i i mean my whole thing with the queen has just been like i, I think people either love her too much or or hate her too much like for me yeah. I, again i can walk and chew gum mentally at the same time on this and i'm willing to be swayed please good, convince me tell me how i'm wrong on this but like she's not responsible for the sins of her ancestors um she's only responsible for her own sins and her own actions and at the same time uh boy it would have been great if she could have apologized or condemned her ancestors or made amends that would have gone a long way for me well if there's anyone anyone responsible for their family history obviously ben affleck and his slave-owning ancestors we fucking believe it Mm. Oh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just an ugly story. I mean, that's that's such a that's such a terrible. Oh, my God. It's such a bad story. I'm thrilled it came out because it's just Ben Affleck did. That was Henry Louis Gates's show. Right. And Ben Affleck sat down and did it. And then it turned out that Ben Affleck had a slave owner in his past. And I guess. Yeah, well, we know what Ben's made of. He had PBS bury the episode, and now that has been leaked. So uh, we'll see if anybody cares, because he married J-Lo. So that's, that's, that, that kind of makes up for it, doesn't it? That, that sells some copies of Us magazine. Come on. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a magazine cover. But yeah. anyway, but who knows, man? You know, we got our own issues over here in America. Indeed. <laughs> we got plenty of them. Well, thank you very much for the call, Dylan. We're at 866-997-4748. I do want to get to this Gallup poll because this was huge. This came out a couple of days ago. Approval of interracial marriage in the U.S. has hit a record high. Now, you might say, well, what, 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 why is that a story? Well, we're talking about how attitudes change about things over time, right? Like contraception, like abortion, like same-sex marriage. Back in 1967, only 3% of married couples were interracial. And in 1958, only 4% of Americans approved of interracial couples. I'm going to say that again. 1958, when Dwight Eisenhower is ordering the National Guard to help integrate schools, only 4% of us approved of interracial relationships. Today, approval of interracial marriage in our country is at 94%. And it just shows how we can get better, how Americans can get over racist bullshit and with succeeding generations, drop it. 98% of 18 to 29 year olds approve of interracial marriage. Only only 2% don't. It's still embarrassingly high, but still 97% of 30 to 49 year olds, 91% of 50 plus year olds. So that means 9% of Americans over 50 really get mad at interracial marriage. Uh, 96% of non-white people support it. 93% of white people, 94% of the East Coast, 93% of the Midwest, 93% of the South, 97% of the West. Interracial marriage is incredibly popular. And again, I said it was only 3% married couples back in 1967. Now, 20%. One-fifth, according to the Pew Research Center, one-fifth of all American marriages are interracial. Now, why is this? Well, it's just become more acceptable. I mean, there's a lot of challenges and stressors to interracial couples in this country. God knows if you've ever dated or married someone from a different race, you know, for everyone who's supportive, there is people who are cruel or people with awkward silences. And yet 
people have just grown and we're more diverse. We're going to have a majority minority population by 2045. And younger Americans right now are more educated than any generation has come before. And there's a higher rate of interracial marriage among those with more education. So this story made me happy because it might seem really obvious, but think about it. 1958, only 4% of us approved of interracial marriage. If you give it time, if you shame the right bigots, and if you keep just educating more and more Americans, we can get better. There's proof of it. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Carmine in Montana, thank you so much for your patience. Hey, hey. hey. hey John, how you doing? Great, how are you? Lots of, lot going on the show tonight. Thanks. Um, I've got a bitch about um, the show Yellowstone. <laughs> okay, um, bitch away. It's made in my little valley here. This is the show that's on Netflix, right, with Kevin Costner, the modern day Western? Yeah, that son of a bitch, Kevin Costner. What's wrong with Kevin Costner uh, now? I thought he was cool again. Come on, man. I don't know. I know all yeah, I know yeah, about Yellowstone is all I know about Yellowstone is that they're making a prequel series with Harrison Ford. So I have to start learning about it because I'm going to watch that. All right. So I live here and I hunt up on that area right behind the Nez Pierce Ranch where they do all the filming. Oh, okay. So, okay. So uh, they hung somebody from a tree up there, John. That's bullshit. What do you mean? They they hung somebody off a horse from a pine tree. It's on the show. Okay. okay. And another one. Wait, 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 wait. So wait, they, they hung someone from a horse off of, the, the horse was hung from a pine tree? Yeah, they act like there's no freaking law in Montana, for Christ's sake. They assassinated our sheriff. They act like every, I mean, we got Who's they? Up here. Just the show. So you don't the like the show. show because they hung a horse from a tree? No, they hang a man from a tree. It's Hollywood. We, you don't do that in Montana. What what did they do exactly? What was what what what? what how did they hang a man? Like they they simulated a lynching? I don't understand. They hung somebody off a horse from a tree. It was a sensationalized part of the show. Okay. Another time, another time, uh, they ran a whole shitload of cattle into the El Corral bar down there, which would never happen. I mean, they can open the back doors and make it happen, but they just did it for another Hollywood. You know, uh, uh, sensationalism to make people watch the show. All this stuff, like assassinating the 
the the sheriff and stuff. It's all big sens- sensationalization all the time. So you're you're like, right, right. But that's but like- but that's what fiction is, right? I mean, fiction well, takes yeah. ordinary, boring life. Hitchcock said movies are life with the boring parts taken out, and it's heightened reality. So I, I, I I'll tell you, I love westerns. I don't turn to westerns for gritty realism. They're all going to be kind of heightened yeah. reality, just like any genre of film. I, I you know. So I live on Highway 93, and you got to pass by the Nez Pierce Ranch. There's always people there taking pictures of the, the gate and things like that. But isn't that and good also, for local business? Doesn't that bring tourist dollars to your community? I think that I, I, I like that things are shot. First off, anything that's shot in the United States and not in Canada makes me happy. Okay, I like that there are crews doing production. I love that they employed well, crews in, in Albuquerque for a dozen years for Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I love that there's crews well, help. I mean, film production helps local economies well it doubled the prices of all the houses here in the valley that's one uh detriment. oh i'm sorry about that well wait wait till, wait till the harrison ford series comes out <laughs> this is is this the character of dan jenkins who who was hanged on the show danny houston played him is that what we're talking about i don't know who the character was all i know is one time but people casually hung somebody and another time they assassinated our sheriff but it's like what do you mean? What do you mean they assassinated your sheriff? Like real life assassin murdered a human? Or you mean on the show? No, no, on, on the show, on the show, John. Yeah, okay. Well, well I'm, I'm sorry that made you angry, but thank God it's fiction, right? Thank God it's fiction. Yeah, that's why they like it so much because there's so much bullshit. You know, I mean, that stuff that never happened in Montana. But that's we fiction. Do you ever? Don't you like sci-fi and horror? It's all made. It, it's all made up stuff. The the job is not to be realistic. The job is to do a well-told story that's entertaining the people. Maybe it's not your thing. Yeah, I guess if you're really good, it is a well-told story. Fortunately, there's lots of good westerns if you don't like that one. <laughs> Go watch Godless on Netflix with our friend uh, uh, Jeff Daniels. That's a terrific modern western. Oh, wow. Um, uh, the, the one with the rust. What was it? Rust? Uh, what was it called? Yeah, rust. That's a more modern day show that with Jeff Daniels. That was something else, too, with Jeff. He I came on this show to promote that, and I just wanted to talk about him playing the one-armed outlaw in Godless, because it's a great modern Western. You'll like that much more. Trust me. Go watch it this weekend. Okay. Come back to me and tell me next week. Okay, John. It was, it was great listening to you. Take care. Keep bro. it real, Carmine. Right, let's do this again. 866-997-4748. I, I think I need to be drunk. Charles in Miami. Hello. Thank you for your patience. Hey, how you doing, John? Hello, sir. Thanks. Yeah, um, and thanks for taking my call. Always. Um, you played a um, a Bruce Springsteen thing like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, and it was so. It, it, to me, it was it was like a oh man, that man is it's like a spiritual moment for me. It's a good it's song. Like, we're talking about I'm going down. This led to a whole okay, two night yeah. discussion because I'm going down was like the seventh single from the Born in the USA album, and I was like, I've never heard of an album having seven singles. And then we start hearing Janet Jackson has like nineteen singles from the last three albums of hers, and so yeah, it was pretty neat. Right, but. It's funny with him. He just—it just never seems to surprise me. Just like his music is something, something else. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's something I really want to share with my kids. They're older now still, but still, I just love just still surprising them. I don't love everything Bruce Springsteen puts out, but I'll tell you—he's—he's probably written more great songs than any American in the rock genre not named Dylan. Mm, Right, exactly. Okay, yeah. I wanted to call in tonight because I, I, my little rant is, you know, these Republicans are still in my religion. Yeah. They're, they're holding their hostage. Yep. And they're destroying our lives. They're, they're Preach. destroying this country with it. 
Yes. I mean, Christian nationalism is what they're calling it. And of course, it has nothing to do with the teachings of Christ. And you don't need to believe in any of the Bible as literal fact to call this shit out and use the Bible against these frauds. I have no problem in a free society with you wanting to do all the mean things you want to do. You have a right to fight for mean policies. But when you start pretending Jesus shares your bigotry towards gay people, that Jesus shares your bloodlust towards Muslims, that Jesus enjoys your attempts to put women in jail for abortions, which Jesus never banned, then they got to be called out. And I'm not anti-religion, not anti-God, not anti-Jesus, not anti-faith. I'm anti-hypocrite. Jesus taught me. But they know we're not, because they could tell by our knowledge and our compassion that we are not. But we're calling them out for their BS, because this judge that says, that rules with with those companies that don't, you know, basically is that they don't want to pay for, um, you know, for these medications uh, for people that's gay. With HIV, right? With HIV. It's incredible. Right. Because they don't want, they think that that they they think that they will be facilitating and enabling a homosexual lifestyle. No. Their words, if if they provide life saving drugs to Americans, it's unholy. Well, well, when Jesus was here, he didn't say, "Are you gay? I can't hear you." Yep. He didn't say, "You know, are you, you know, anything else that I can't, you know?" No, not a homophobe. Paul had the Paul had those hangups, not Jesus. And and Jesus even I won't bore you with it, but Jesus even says gay men are born that way in in Matthew chapter nineteen. Okay, and then and then some, um, when Biden with, with the student loan when he gave that loan forgiveness, yes, sir. Back when the Israelites and when they was in the Holy Land, after seven years, your debt was you know if you didn't pay a debt, that was it. You weren't responsible for the debt anymore. Hmm. This is the Old Testament. Well, the Old Testament commands a jubilee year. Every seven years, all debts should be forgiven. I'm not coming out and saying I'm supporting that, but can you imagine if we had a massive jubilee year, let's just say every 50 years, all mortgage debt, all credit card debt, all student loan debt, all debt of every kind, completely forgiven and a clean slate for everyone. Yes, people who paid off their debts, some of them would be angry about it. But can you imagine how hitting the reset on an economy like that would stimulate everything? You you forgive debt, everyone's going to go out and buy shit. It could save an economy. But you think the originalists would get this from the I know. Testament, but no. No, because they haven't read the Bible. They haven't read the actual Bible because the Bible is inconvenient. Jesus is inconveniently liberal. I don't know any liberals who can be as liberal as forgive the people who hit you, turn the other cheek, bless people who hate you. I mean, my God, that's just so woke. I feel like I'm in a coma. I mean, he's he's impossibly liberal and he demands you love everyone you hate. It's like there's no way you can read the Jesus parts and then support Donald Trump. It doesn't exist. And you're right. This religion of your parents and mine is being taken over by dangerous, evil, sinister, selfish frauds. And we have to make fun of them as much as we can. And basically, um, when the, when all the damage is done and people turn around and start hating Christians, then they're going to walk away and say, I was never a Christian anyway. You're right. You know, that, that, these are the people that, that we're dealing with. These are the same people, I think, that crucified Christ. I agree. So, um, and know, they would today if he came back, too. They would crucify him today or they would ask for his papers and deport him to Juarez. Either way, they wouldn't listen. Right. So, so we need to call him out for the hypocrisy, but... You said something else, too, that I really loved tonight, and it was about solar panels. And I just think, there's got to be a way that we can do this where we can give, you know, low income or just, um, you know, middle-class families solar panels and low-flush toilets. 
Yeah. Can you imagine if, if we could provide that as Democrats right before this election? And, um, you know, it would create jobs. I'd love to see it, Charles, but I think you know all reform like that, all reform in, like that and progress like that, it always comes from people. Never comes from leaders. I bet in 50 years it'll be normal, but it won't come from presidents. It'll come from activists. Right. So we can't really say that we may be able to push the um, administration like this, but what about if we push our party like this? What if there's some way that the Democrats can do it to the Democrats? You know, and, um, you know, we can find some type of loophole because... I'm telling you, this is a winner all the way around. I love it. As hot as, as hot as it's been this summer, there's no way that we can't put panels on people people homes, and you know they would lower their consumption. I know, but you know there's too much money tied up in fossil fuels, and you know the people behind all that pollution spend a lot of money to own politicians to make sure a solar revolution doesn't happen. It needs to happen, and it will happen. Probably won't happen until it's too late. I got to go, Charles, but I thank you so much. I wish you a wonderful weekend. We'll be right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let me play just a little bit of this address earlier today because Joe Biden went to uh, the DNC summer meeting. And I want you to hear some of this. This is a preview of what the fall is going to be about. He talked about his party's successes over the summer while slamming the GOP for their deeply fake claim, going back 40 odd years now, of fiscal responsibility. Guess what? You know, Republicans talk about being fiscally responsible. We are reducing the deficit while all these things we're doing to spend money. Not a joke. Last year, I reduced the deficit $350 billion. Boom. You know how much this year, not counting the Medicaid changes? $1 trillion. So I don't want to hear it from Republicans about fiscal responsibility. I don't want to hear it. Well, I mean it. I, he's, uh, I don't want to get going here. You'd think if they really cared about inflation, reducing it, they would have voted for the Inflation Reduction Act. But every single Republican, House and Senate, every single one, every Republican in the House, every Republican in the Senate, they voted against it. Everyone. Look, hear, hear this, America. Every single Republican voted against lowering prescription drug costs. Everyone. Everyone against lowering health care costs. Everyone. Against tackling the climate crisis. Everyone. Against lower energy costs. Against creating good paying jobs. Against the fair tax system. Every single one. Now every single American needs to return the favor and vote them out of office. Where are the speeches like that, Joe? More like that, please. I want to play a little bit more because this will make you happy. This is a, a really, really satisfying dig at the GOP. Here's Joe Biden again 
from earlier today, talking to the DNC retreat, talking about how all these Republicans in Congress who don't have a problem taking credit for the very policies they cry about and vote against. A big reason for all this is the American Rescue Plan that I signed shortly after he took office with only Democratic votes because not a single Republican, not a single one, House or Senate, voted for that legislation. We also passed once-in-a-generation investment in our nation's roads, highways, bridges, railroads, ports, airports, water systems, high-speed internet. We got a little help from Republicans, but not a lot, but enough to get it passed. But the truth is, there are a lot more Republicans taking credit for that bill than we actually voted for it. Yep. I see them out there, and now we're going to build this new bridge here. We're all for it. And by the way, this new road, and we're going to have an internet that's going to be all the way. I love them, man. They ain't got no shame. They don't have any shame. <laughs> I like the new Biden. I'm sorry. I like kicking ass, taking names and more relaxed Joe Biden. I went, friends, to D.C. a couple of months ago to the White House Correspondents Dinner. Biden was great. All these jackasses talking about dementia. They've never actually heard the guy speak off the cuff. And yes, I know he's old. And yes, I know he has a stammer. So sometimes he halts in his speech. But when he's relaxed, man. Give credit where it's due. He's good. Beachside Bill in Florida. Hi. John. Oh, hey. Hey. I had you on hold. I oh. had you on speakerphone. Good I had you to talk on. to you again. Good to talk to you, sir. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I, another fucked up Friday night here. I what's, think it's either the matter? full moon. What's the matter? Well, no, not, not, not fucked up. I don't mean, I shouldn't say fucked up totally, but crazy. Let's call it crazy. Okay. They're all crazy. I, I, think, yeah. it's, I, think, it's, I, I think, yeah, I think it's because of the full moon and September 11th coming up this weekend. That's right. Please. It is the weekend. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And there's and, also, and also, by the way, talk- also oh, Tropical Storm K pouring rain all over Southern California, and some of them have never seen rain. And then Hurricane Earl yeah. over here on the eastern seaboard. So it's just a mess all over this weekend. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And Artemis is, uh, they're going to keep, uh, I want to talk about space. I could talk about everything. They're going to keep Artemis on the, on the launch pad. I think I talked to you a while back about this with the, with the Artemis launch. And we have two SpaceX launches coming up this weekend. Wow. And the problem is, John. Probably two, Saturday, tomorrow night and Sunday night. So they're going to be beautiful launches at night. But the problem is I can record them. I, I live here, but I can't put them on Twitter because I'm banned. You're so, still banned you from know, Twitter? You're still banned, sir. Well, John, I have one shot left. I've been three times, tw- two, and I, they sent me a notice. And, 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 you know, the next time I get on, I could say anything, do anything, and they could ban me forever. And that, that scares the shit out of me because that's my way. What was it, Bill? What was it that got you suspended in the first place? The first one I liked, this was last year, I liked something. I don't know who it was. You know, we like something, you read something, and you share it. You know, it's something, I don't know who the hell it was. That was my first suspension. The second one, uh, what, I got a notice about saying the word fuck. And, uh, and, and the third one, on the, the one I got... Uh, on Twitter, yeah, they sent me this notice because I had commented on, on my governor, Governor, uh, uh, I call him Junior Hitler. Okay. DeSantis. Well, maybe that guy. And, well, I didn't, I, didn't say, I didn't say Junior Hitler, but I call him a, a, a fucking criminal or whatever. You know, and he is. But, you know, on Twitter, and they call, they had this thing. I'm not kidding you. I know. And, they, and, they, 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 and this, they, got, they sent me this gray box full of this thing. Do you agree with this comment? Do you, do you, do you know that they will, this will hurt the, the person? Uh, right, right. I get really those all the time. I'm not kidding. Them, no, I get them all the time. Yeah, I know. You, 
And, and then in the last one, I put up a SpaceX launch in, uh, on July 17th. Then they, they suspended me immediately. And I have a dozen. You follow me, John. I have a dozen SpaceX launches okay. out there. I'm sorry all this is and, happening. And I... Yeah, for what it's for what it's worth, for what for what it's worth, I have a a verified blue checkmark Facebook profile with three hundred thousand followers, and I have not had access to it for fifteen months because I've been hacked. And Facebook, I've talked to executives, I've gone backtracking with VPs, I've I've gone through all of their online people. Uh, They have bots and prayers. Fifteen months with their blue checkmark, and some hacker is just posting offensive videos on my site every day. So I understand. I love Dave and. Uh, I love Dave in Washington. He's he's a, he's an I'm an atheist too, and I I used to think when I was on Facebook they banned me because I'm an atheist, and I was on there a lot, and I share a lot of Wait things. Wait a second, I'm not Facebook for... banned you because you're an atheist? I don't think that's the case. Yes, I know lots yes. of atheists. Yes. On no, Facebook. no, no. I had people hate me. I, I had people hate me, John, and it was two years ago. They, but what they what I told you before, what Facebook did, they they obliterated my account, and I had eight years on Facebook. My oh, legacy's okay. gone. I hope you and get that it back. really pissed me off. That, no, no, I can get it on a fucking cloud. You know, it's on some fucking cloud somewhere. Right. You know, I'm I'm not famous. And the same thing, that's what I'm scared of with Twitter. Right. You know, that they'll, okay. they'll just blow my shit off. And you, you follow me. You, 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 you follow me. Sure. And anyway. Okay, that's, well, I, I, I wish some... you luck. Uh, and and, yeah, and I send you my thoughts and prayers. And uh, this sounds, yeah. I, I don't know what yeah. it is that you're having all this bad luck with uh, with the socials. And I hope it turns around for you. Well, I, I thank you, John. I got a couple quick things though. With, with, with the struggle the, with is the real, Thea. Yeah, the struggle is real. Go ahead. I, I got a I got a, a question for Thea too. Um, <laughs> but, but on Hong Kong, remember the Brits gave up Hong Kong twenty five years ago. Look where fucking Hong Kong is now. Okay. And do you remember? Do you what remember you that? You're saying, are you saying you, you're saying they shouldn't have given up Hong Kong? Well, I, I'm mixed with it because I remember it happening. I was always fascinated with it. And the Queen was my mom's age, so I kind of have a sentimental. Feeling towards the queen, she was my mom's age. I get that. I have a sentimental feeling towards my mom yeah. and the queen. I don't have a sentimental feeling towards colonialism. I, I just I try. But I, no, 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 I don't either. No, 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 no. Yeah, I don't. I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. But you remember on Stern, they had the, the phony phone call. I can't remember it because I, I don't Google anymore either. But it was a phony phone call, and he, and he called. A, and, and Charlie was on. Uh, uh, Prince Charles, uh, he was Prince, whatever. And he was on there. And he called. Uh, he was chumming up to him, right? And then in the end, he called him a big nerd geek. Oh. <laughs> you remember that one? I don't, but I'm I, I'm glad it's in my head now. <laughs> it's in, it's about 25 years ago. I remember, you know, uh, 20 years ago. So All right. he called him a big nerd geek. Bill, and, I got and and, and he, I got, uh, you gotta go. I gotta All go. Right. I'm hitting a break. I'm so sorry, but thank you. Um, uh, listen, thoughts and prayers. I hope you uh, get over this thing and get your get your socials back, or just start new accounts, man. I could. I'll talk to you next week. Thank right, you, thanks, sir. John. Struggle is real, Tia. Right, Keep telling you. you. Yeah, Keep right, telling you. Thanks. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll get to all of you. 866-997-4748. We'll be right back. Let me go to the phones one more time before our next break. Hello to Bruce in California. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Um, oh, I just want to... A call back from yesterday um, when I called up about um, Janet Jackson. Yes, I thought the ch- I thought the challenge you said was um, top ten top ten singles after Born in the USA because you guys oh. were talking about albums that had singles. A lot of those singles weren't even. 
top twenty on some of those albums. No, we just, talked about that. You know? We we went up going through this whole thing because right, right. and you and you started it, and I was like, well, I couldn't right. believe that Born in the USA had like seven singles off of one album. It seems unheard of. And then we saw Janet Jackson's albums all have like eight or nine singles. Phil Collins had eight singles off of his album, but most of them were only released in the UK and and weren't hits. But then you'll have like Shania right, Twain. Right. Who I think put uh, 73 singles on one album, um, and they all charted. So it happens. Right. But uh, I did call. I think you missed uh, Jimmy Rogers, the father of country music. I know. Today, born 125 years ago today, the singing brakeman. He's the godfather of country music, right? I mean, the first real, some call him the first rock star. Uh, We've played him a lot on the show. Um, Mrs. Mississippi and You is... I think as close to a perfect song as it gets, and anyone can marvel at his yodeling. You know who's a huge fan of Jimmy Rogers is uh, is Bob Dylan. He actually put out a whole album of uh, songs as a Jimmy Rogers tribute uh, 25 years ago, and it's amazing. Um, Bono's version of Dreaming with Tears in My Eyes is one of the most beautiful things he's ever done. Dylan covered my blue-eyed Jane. Uh, just getting modern artists to redo these old country songs. And I, I still think Jimmy Rogers' music is hauntingly beautiful. In fact, I think, too, you know, you consider how embarrassing country music is right now. I mean, you know, mainstream, yeah. you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, Tom Petty called most modern country music a bad rock band with a fiddle. But to think that today is the birthday of both Patsy Cline and Jimmy Rogers, who aren't just two of the greatest figures in country music, but their music still sounds great today. I'm glad you brought them up. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Have a good one, man. 